This is the Jesus Habit Podcast, where we're using scripture and science to make your new nature in Christ second nature. Episode 65 for Friday, November 29th, 2019. Jesus can set me free from a guilty conscience. Identity statement, the Spirit of Christ alone has the authority to shape my heart. I intentionally guard my heart against all other opposing forces. Our memory verse, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Hebrews 4, 14-16 I concluded the sermon for the week on this passage by reading this from Proverbs. Proverbs 4, 20-23 My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. I also said, our hope is not based on a future event. Our hope is based on the historically verifiable event of Jesus' death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Because Jesus ascended into the heavenly sanctuary and is there eternally interceding on our behalf, we don't have to worry about our sins being covered because that has already taken place. They are eternally covered by the eternal blood of the redemption of Jesus. At the risk of being repetitive, I have to ask, how much time are you giving to Jesus? Especially in comparison to the time you've given to the influences we spoke of yesterday. At the beginning of this journey, we asked you to do an input and influences audit. My hope was that you would take a week and look at all the input sources and influences of your life, determine if they were positive or negative, and compare the amount of positive sources with the negative. I've also shared with you a statistic that I discovered. For every minute that the above-average Christian spends with Jesus, they're spending 32 minutes with secular sources. 32 to 1. Perhaps an illustration will help. If you were to save 32 cents a minute in one 24-hour period, you would accumulate $460.80. If you save one cent per minute in one 24-hour period, you will save $14.40. Pretty big difference. Now, let's apply the same math to the amount of time people spend consuming media versus consuming Christian content. If you save 32 cents per minute for every hour of media you consume during one day, that would be $211.20. If you save 32 cents per minute for every minute of Jesus' time the above-average Christian consumes per day, you would have $6.60. Over the course of one week, that's $1,478.40 worth of secular media content versus $46.20 of Jesus content. Let's go just one further. Annually. Annually, 
That's $76,876.80 worth of secular content compared to $2,402.40 of Jesus content. What's my point with all the math? My point is simply this. One of those numbers is a life, the other is a hobby. One of those is a lifestyle, the other is a side interest. One of those amounts is a living, the other is a vacation. You can live off of one, you would be homeless with the other. I get it, screens are addicting, they're mesmerizing. I'm looking at one right now. Screens make a lot of things possible. But something that should be a hobby or side interest has become the central part of most of our lives. You may not be addicted to your smartphone, but you might be addicted to your TV. You might not be addicted to your TV, but you're probably addicted to the computer. You might not be addicted, but you're probably obsessed. Proverbs 4, 20-23 My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart for they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Am I saying we should stop using screens altogether? Sometimes I have such thoughts. But no, that's not my point. My point is, whose words are we paying attention to? Whose words do we never let out of our sight? Are they the words of life or the words of death? Are they the words for which God designed your heart? Or are they the words of an imposter? You see it, don't you? Whatever has our attention has our heart. Early on in this series, we said, Whatever consumes my attention and my affection is what I worship. We said that in the Like Christ series, too. My wife and I just watched the movie. Yes, I know I'm a hypocrite. I talked about a movie yesterday and today while talking about not watching screens. But my wife and I just watched the movie, The Art of Racing in the Rain. It's a good movie. The key phrase from the book and the movie was this. That which we manifest is before us. We are the creators of our own destiny. Be it through intention or ignorance, our successes and our failures have been brought on by none other than ourselves. Garth Stein, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Now, I don't want to get into the whole manifesting argument because I don't really think that's true or the point the author was making. He was talking about racing and the truth that your car goes where your eyes are focused. If you're obsessed with the wall and not crashing into the wall, eventually you'll be in the wall. That which we manifest is before us. Another way of saying that might be, we become like what we worship. We become like what has our attention. Whatever has our attention has our heart. The heart is where worship comes from. If the thing consuming 11 hours of our attention is a screen programmed with an infinite number of hours of secular content, we will become like that which is before us. It's impossible not to. Be it through intention or ignorance, our successes and our failures have been brought on by none other than ourselves. We would love to shift the blame for the current state of our lives to anyone other than us, but the reality is, whether we did it on purpose or by accident, we did this to ourselves. We can argue that no one has been sounding the alarm to the severity of the problem, that is, unless you read or listen to the Jesus habit. Ignorance might be bliss until it destroys your life. The question is, 
Are we Christ followers or culture followers? Who has the lead in my life? Not who do I say I'm following, who with my $76,876.80 am I actually following? Is Jesus your hobby or your hero? Is Jesus constantly before you or is he the hobby you tinker with in the garage? Want to know how you can tell? Your life. Do you look more like Christ or more like the culture? Maybe it's time to start making a bigger investment in following Jesus. Maybe we should start to take some withdrawals from the millions of dollars of our lives we have deposited into the culture and start to make some major investments in Christ in us. Maybe we should try to bankrupt the culture account to see if we can intentionally focus on Jesus so that we become like Him. www.thejesushabit.com